Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Reluctant Vegan Some Podcast. On this episode, we talk about the Oscars. We talk about good movies, bad movies. Now, what happened at the Oscars? We talked about this before the Oscars. But <laughs> what was good movies, bad movies, bad movies that are good, good movies that are bad? Talk about this crazy running race that I would honestly hate to be a part of. I hate running. And we talk about our feelings on running and just extreme endurance, which is incredible to behold. So enjoy. Before quarantine, I was on spring break in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I was drinking, I was smoking, don't catch me FBI, I was living life. I thought I had a great time. I was eating a shit ton of fast food. Quarantine hit, I came home, my family is vegan. I became the reluctant vegan son. This is my podcast talking with my friends and family about food, veganism, all types of things, whatever the fuck comes up and I love it. So, hit the music. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the 46th episode of The Reluctant Vegan Son Podcast. I'm Adam, The Reluctant Vegan Son, and I'm here once again on the direct line in from Alaska, the wonderful Nikki Naredin. Thank you. Yay. Woohoo. And yeah. yeah. So that's introduction. So I wasn't doing good. <laughs> huh. <laughs> Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go? I can go first. Uh, so I've been working pretty hard. I've got a little bit to do before I graduate. I graduate in about three weeks, hopefully. Fingers crossed. I should. I have all the stuff done. As long as my teachers don't somehow fail me for these two projects that I'm doing. But besides that, I'm doing really well. So these projects, I'm pretty much done with them. They work the code. It's a lot of coding. It's really annoying. It's And so I finished that. So now the busy work time is coming. But the busy work time I can do while intoxicated. So no, I'm kidding. I'm not doing that. But the hard thinking part is done. You know, the thought, the parts where I'm like, holy shit, I, I'm, I'm going to need to focus and buckle down is that. And yeah, I do have to study a bit too. Okay. I'm not forgetting about my part of studying, but it feels like a lot of the pressure that I put on myself has been lifted. And so that feels well, that's really great. So that's that a big deal really because good. you were wondering whether you're going to get through it or not. Yeah. Cause I was worried about these projects. And then I sat down. I always do this. It's always the same cycle with me. And it's really bad. I sit down and I think you kind of think this way too. You sit down and you try to do a project uh, and you're like, I don't know how to do this. I'm stupid. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do this. And then you actually sit down and you think about the project for a little bit and you're like, well, that was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. I knew a lot more or there's a lot more resources available to me that I'm able to follow and understand. And usually they're not trying to trick you. So if you follow something, it could be good. Right. So it's the mental drama that makes it yeah. hard to do things and start things that's mm-hmm. thought about because you just told me four different thoughts about yeah. I can't do this. I don't know what to do. And they're very insidious thoughts like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just this thought that you think is so innocent coming in, but mm-hmm. it really creates the result that you end up just not being able to know unless you shift that thought. But yeah. everything, every obstacle can become a to do list in small increments you can always get there and there will always be a million ways to get there and stuff and truly and it doesn't matter how you do it but the thoughts there and I just want to share that the thoughts there so that's why it feels like a lot of pressure 
And all that pressure is coming from within too. So it's all me being my own worst enemy. It's nothing that has to do with anybody. And then when you put all that pressure on yourself and you're feeling hard on yourself, you're going to take it out oftentimes on other people too. That's really, really true. So So that other point, because we're doing this PQ program right now, that idea that somehow the pressure that's given to you by the forces within you that tell you that you're not doing well, or you don't know how to do it or whatever, mm-hmm. we somehow believe that that's necessary in order to make us move forward, but it mm-hmm. actually works exactly the opposite. That's yeah. the lie that it tells you. And that makes you shut down. So that's what's totally. new and good for me. And, <laughs> so yeah. there's one other thought that you said that you might want to consider. You said, I hope I'll graduate. No, and I, that I, word I mean, hope is a confusing word. It's not a hope. It's I will be submitting the projects that I've done and I'll be writing reports to the best of my ability. But maybe my teacher has a brain aneurysm and gives me a 60 and then I won't be able to graduate. So even if your teacher has a brain aneurysm and possibly gives you a 60, do you think there's anything you can do to That's why I'm trying stop the to bleed submit- and- That's why I'm trying to submit my projects as early as possible, because to graduate or to get the credit in time to graduate and walk, I need to have it submitted in my portfolio by the 5th of May. Mm, And that's why I've been pushing myself to really do this early. So I know what grade I get and then I can turn it in. And then from there, I can talk about that. So yeah, no, you are right. But that's the real push. So if the project's due on May 6th, like one of them is, well, I can't turn it in on May 6th. Have to turn it in a lot earlier, so that he can in order to get the grade back, and, so and that you can make any to, adjustments. If yeah, you for to. him to sign off, and yeah, there shouldn't be a need for that. But yeah, wow, I can't believe you're a senior. That's mm-hmm. amazing that you've gone through four years of college and you're almost done. Yeah. So That's on that note, incredible. What is your new one? I'm just saying, it's not like I'm doubting myself, and I think I will. I will graduate. And I'm not concerned about that. I know there's things I can do, but I'm just saying there's a poss- uh, there's a slim possibility. I guess I shouldn't be throwing my slim possibility that doesn't happen out into the universe for it to hear, you know, be like, you, right. you know, you speak something into it, existence and stuff, but true. I'm just saying. Yeah. Got it. Got it. I mean, I guess there is that possibility, but is it helpful for us to even like, Like, is that negative possibility the thing that actually inspires you to do it quicker, sooner, or is there some other thing going on? I don't know. Interesting. All right. New and good for me. What's new and good for me? I had some people over for dinner on Friday night and I made a really good dinner. Mm -hmm. So there's this great crunchy cashew salad that daddy makes a lot. And it's basically a lot of cabbages, red peppers, onions, cilantro with a cup of quinoa in it, and then a peanut dressing. Mm. And it's just really, really good. Mm. And it has everything you need. Like it's got the quinoa for the protein and the fiber and all the fiber and the nutrients from the vegetables and some more protein in the peanuts. So it's like the perfect salad. Sounds good. Really, really yummy. Mm-hmm. A little lime on top. Just mm. so good. Quick little salad. Yeah, quick little salad too. Huh. How'd the dinner party go? 
It went really well. And then I made, I fried up some tofu and I put a little bit of nutritional yeast and that black kalanamak salt on it, which makes it smell like sulfur. So it, it felt like an egg. So it mm-hmm. was almost like an egg on top of that salad, which was really good, but it was tofu. And then I roasted a butternut squash. And then for dessert, I had some fruit. It was really good. It's awesome. Somebody brought over some dark chocolate. Yeah. Really yummy. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, they enjoyed it. They, over. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. big for you hosting your first dinner party. Really fitting <laughs> in, in the Noma constituent uh, city uh, nightlife. <laughs> well, no last night, the Noma light. Well, Nome does have nightlife. And yesterday I actually partake, partook in one of the Nome nightlife things. But the VFW, which is the Veterans of Foreign War, they have a special meeting place and they serve dinner on Friday and Saturday night. Now the dinner is completely meat and potatoes. There was like a half a side of cow on somebody else's plate as well as some mashed potatoes. And that was it. There was some salad up there with a lot of cheese on it. So I didn't actually eat the dinner. I just had a ginger ale, (laughs) but I watched people like chewing this half cow. I mean, really this huge slab of meat would come on everybody's plate. It's just amazing. And they charge for that. But I got to hang out with people, which is really good. And yeah. it used to be that a band would be playing there and I'm mm. supposed to be the singer in the band. But I met this other woman yesterday who's from Louisiana. She's an itinerant nurse and she's a singer as well. And so we sang happy birthday to the bartender in harmony yesterday. And so people know we're in town. Nice. That's good. Oh, that's really good. I, it's, it's a problem, you know, you chose the wrong VFWs. Because mm-hmm. in another lifetime or in another part, there's definitely like a vegans for the world VFW. Oh, <laughs> I Obviously, like that. That's not what you want to. I'm going to call it that in my mind. Yeah, it could be. It could be a vegans for the world. Uh, I'm a vegan for the world. Yeah. And you could have just potatoes and no meat. <laughs> and you'd be like, that potato no. definitely had some milk in it. Oh, and yeah. Some butter. That's um, for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, so I while made you some were... creamed coffee this morning. It was so good. Mm. That creamed coffee, and I put some chocolate in it, some cacao powder, and then I put some orange rind on top of it and then mixed it with the oat milk. It was so good. Okay, that sounds good. It was really yummy. TikTok drinks, you know. Mm-hmm. Lily's putting you on the wave. I was thinking about what you were saying before, though. That's something I want to talk about. Uh, the VFWs, the non-vegan for the world VFW, seemed to like really <laughs> torture you. Not torture you, but you know, you couldn't eat. So I was reading the other day about something that I thought would be awful. And it's Big Dog's Backyard Ultra. I saw this. It was an article in the Times, right? And it's the toughest, weirdest race. It's how they call it. Actually, it was on BBC, this article. So it wasn't in the Times. Basically, the race has no finish line. Hmm. You run until everybody else stops running. <laughs> so every hour, you run 4.13 miles. Okay. And the reason why you do that is in 24 hours, you would have ran 100 miles. Okay. So basically there is no finish. So each person who can make it to the starting line at the start of the hour gets to keep running. And until nobody besides one person makes it to the starting line, I'm not sure if they need to finish the lap or not. Then that's it. They win. That's crazy. Tell me why they're doing this. What is this? 
endurance challenge. I don't know why people do this. I mean, people do this because they enjoy running. They enjoy pushing themselves. They enjoy the discipline. I mean, why do people run marathons? Why do people run ultra marathons? Why do people run ultra triathlons? Hmm. They want, they enjoy pushing their body to do it. I don't know if it necessarily feels good while you're doing it. I'm sure people probably feel like shit after, but there's something about it that people enjoy and props off to them. And the competition too, right? Yeah. And it's really a lot about pushing each other because the only way that you're going to like set a record or do a certain amount of time is if somebody else is going that long with you. Because the race is over when there's not one other person. Otherwise, you're just going to be literally running for time. It's like you could set up a Guinness Book of World Record thing. I wouldn't even make it one hour. Actually, I could probably run four miles in an hour. I could run four miles. Definitely run four miles. I could run four miles an hour. Totally. I can barely run four miles. I mean, I would like run a mile, (laughs) stop for like 10 minutes, run another mile, stop for 10 minutes run another mile oh no i can't do that wait let's see so if i ran a mile in eight minutes which i would be impressed by for myself in my current physical condition uh we need to improve that <laughs> but if i ran a mile in eight minutes that means the four and a third miles a four point one three three miles uh get my calculator out real quick four point one three three times uh ah shit uh I forgot I how to do, do math for a second. No, no, no. I got you. I got it. I got it. Engineering major, graduate degree, graduating soon. And I can't multiply. So great. So <laughs> if I was to run eight. Oh, yeah. So I just multiply by eight. Okay. 33 minutes. I had a brain fart there. Don't know what happened. Even you could be an engineering major. All you got to do is know how to multiply two numbers or just sign up for Ched. Because well, you don't I even have to multiply two numbers, as you could tell. Yeah, you don't even need to. Or you just sign up for some website and then they have your answers. I did not do that. I am telling you I did not do that. But people have. So anyways, so it would take me 33 minutes to run 4.13 miles. So that means I would, if I could keep running that, I would have 33 minutes. Now, the question is, would it be better to have a 10-minute mile pace? So if I ran 40, it took 40 minutes to run, I would get 20 minutes either rest while I'm going or 21 is to rest after. Cause you have to think about it. These races last a long time. Right. So the uh, longest race and the record, I think was 169 mi- uh, miles or something. Oh no. Mm. Uh, 279 miles was the runner up. 200, 2018, 283 miles in 68 hours was what won the the competition. Wow. And this was this race. They did it in this format. They do it in this format. Yeah. Every year. Is this something that happens every year? Wow. Yeah. So it's this guy in Tennessee does this and he like does lots of like big race things. So in the Mm. article it talked about, he would take a bunch of runners, Mm. drive out 150 miles, drop them in the woods and say, okay, come back in 10 days. And if you make it, and the first person here wins. Yeah. 10 days to come back or something like that. Wow. Which. Is absolutely okay. No, it wasn't 150 miles. It was more than that. It was 350 miles on a bus, and they're told to make their way back in 10 days. Wow. And what if they don't make their way back? I'll let that speak for uh, itself, the silence. No, I mean, I'm sure they would call somebody and get picked up. 
They'll just leave him in the woods. It's not the day. They'll just leave him in the woods. Yeah, goodbye. <laughs> Where's the food? Like, what's happening there? Tell me. Where's the food? Well, that's what you got to prepare for. I mean, he's people sign up for this. He's the one. So organizing it's on it. their back. It's not. There's not somebody that's following after them, no. bringing them food, cooking them food. No, I mean, I I don't know actually. There's definitely people that have helped before, like cook food. So you can have help, I think. But that also means you have to have another person that's willing to carry things while going 350 miles with you on the same thing. Like, I'm not sure if you're allowed to have somebody driving close to you, I guess. That's what I was thinking. Like, is there a way that somebody is either in a town over so that they can cook for you or they're driving with you? Are you in the woods running through trees and over mountains or are you? But then you get an ATV. I mean, I feel like the best strategy would probably just try to go out on a road. That's because the mountain's going to be what kills you. Right. Especially, it doesn't matter what pace. I mean, if you walk, let's say you walk 3.3 miles an hour, right? Mm -hmm. So 3.3 miles an hour. So if you do 350 divided by 3.3, it would take you 106 hours to uh, go all the way, which Uh would be within that time frame. But that also means no eating, no sleeping, no whatever, and you keep going. Right. 103 hours would be how many days? So that's 106. 106 hours. It's about 4.4, four and a. Right, so you do have some time to go. You'll have time to rest, yeah. Right. But that's a pace. That's a pace. Mm -hmm. I walked six miles. We went hiking and it was challenging, especially if you're going up hills and stuff. So maybe Mm -hmm. it is through the woods, but, and then you might have to carry something on your back. Right. That's what I was thinking. How heavy is the thing that you need to carry on your back? Depends. I mean, maybe somebody gets a bow and arrow and they're like, fuck it. Uh, I can find my food. <laughs> and then cook it. <laughs> and then cook it. Exactly. You know, maybe if you're Squirrel. better in nature, the better you are with finding food, the probably better you are. I mean, let's think about us. What would we do? I mean, if you studied berries and nuts that you can find in the forest and then you look at the terrain. So, I mean, depends how much research goes into this depends how blind they are and what location they're taken to. So if they tell Mm -hmm. you, you are here and you have 350 miles to go and here's the day. Yeah. You could maybe look up what berries or what nuts are edible in that region. And you could really study what to eat. Mm. That actually sounds kind of fascinating to me. Hmm. There is something fascinating about that. I'm living in a subsistence hunting and gathering culture right now. Mm-hmm. And now the tundra is really starting to thaw out. So I went on a snow go or a snow machine ride the other day, about 10 miles out into the tundra. And the snow was definitely melting a little bit slushy and mm. soon to be gone. But my understanding is that the tundra berries will start to come up and they come up in these very short bushes that are close to the bra- ground, but there are tons of them. There are mm-hmm. blueberries, salmon berries, all different kinds salmon of berries. berries. Salmon berries. I hope those are vegan. <laughs> they are salmon vegan. berries. I mean, yeah. And then, and then my understanding is that the muskox are going to start breeding very close to the back of my apartment, and I'm going to see large herds of muskox. So that sounds like veal. <laughs> muskox are, from what I understand, very docile, huge animals. Oh, they yeah. have this long hair, mm-hmm. and they are really interesting and beautiful. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, all animals. I was playing the other day. This sounds bad uh, with a little pill bug or whatever well mm-hmm. playing is a bad word i was kind of 
I picked one What's up, a which bug? was probably not good. I don't know. Um, but you know the bug that curls into a ball? Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, there was this. I had a great time looking at this thing the other day. If you would pick it up or it would just curl into a ball, this defense posture and just your hand hold it out. It's probably bad to take it from the soil. I don't recommend doing this. And nature is beautiful and do not disturb it. Uh, but <laughs> sometimes we're stupid and do stupid things. So and that's OK, too, as long as you're not hurting anybody. And the pill bug was fine. I think they're called pill bugs. Was <laughs> it a pill bug? Bug that curls into ball. Anyways, I, I would pick it up. And uh, it would curl into a ball and then it just uncurls. Oh, yeah, they are mm. pill bugs. And it was really cool. Uh, it's whenever they're disturbed. And, and it would just like you would see the legs come out, which I thought was very interesting. And they uncurl. And how do they walk? Do they slither? You said they have No, legs. they have tons of legs. The, the legs just, un, they just uncurl. They tuck all their legs in and they start scurrying. Yeah, like little scurry. And they little scurry mm-hmm. with their little legs. Yeah. With a long straight body, what do they look like? Small straight body. They're like small black bugs. Huh, interesting. Um, yeah, they're like spine. I guess can just curl. Hmm. I find fascinating. That's fascinating. Do Fasc- bugs have vertebrae? I don't know. Are bugs vertebrae? I don't think so. So maybe they don't have a spine. Maybe they just have a shell surrounding fleshy. The the juicy. They have back an exoskeleton. Flesh. Right. That's true. I was just saying yeah. they could have a exoskeleton surrounding the juicy back flesh, and there we go. Juicy back flesh. I do like juicy back flesh. Yeah. It's a term from Gaga, a style of Israeli dance, and they just won't shut up about the juicy back flush. You got to really feel the juicy back flush. You got to move that juicy back flush. You know what? If you're listening to this, maybe you are moving around. Maybe not. If you're not moving around, you know, maybe you want to start moving the juicy back flush, you know, start feeling all around, feel everything. Feel that juicy back flush. Move. Yeah. And flow like you're moving through whatever. And heavy water, light water, molasses. Syrup. Syrup. Maple syrup. That would be fun. Pine syrup. Pine syrup? Is that a I don't thing? Know what pine syrup. Are is. there more syrups than maple syrup? Anything's a syrup, right? I mean, take the sap out of any tree, right? Which might not taste I good. So. I mean, they call chocolate syrup syrup. Yeah. So is it the consistency that I makes it so. a syrup? Interesting. I feel like it's a consistency. It's a consistency thing. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, so that race sounds awful to me. I do not understand why people would put themselves through that, but credit to them. I mean, what's like, how good do you think you could do if you, if you were to attempt it? How good could I do? Yeah. What do you think? I run about a 10 or a 12 minute mile. Okay. I probably run the first four. No problem. Okay. And then I'd rest and then I might push myself to run the second four. That's that's eight miles. That's pretty impressive. Eight miles there. And then I'd rest and maybe I would push myself to run the third four and then I'd be done. 12 miles. What's the last time you ran yeah. 12 miles? Never. <laughs> so you're but saying adrenaline, you could keep pushing yourself. I could keep pushing myself. I don't think, see, to me, that's not adrenaline. You don't think that's adrenaline? No, if other people are running and I want to catch up or I'm pushing myself or whatever it is, what is it? Yeah, it's just painful. (laughs) I would just adrenaline. Adrenaline makes you work through pain. And then you feel the pain after. I mean, I just never understood the adrenaline people get from running. I mean, I do like running kind of. I was playing Frisbee today. I guess that's a lot of running. But that feels like running with a purpose. I don't think adrenaline comes from running. I think it's the endorphins that come from running. The adrenaline is what would push me to go to challenge myself. 
That makes sense. To keep up with other people. But it would be the endorphin factor. I just, I never enjoyed running. I was never good at it. So maybe that's, I I have a prejudice against running. It's like cross country. I don't understand. I have a lot of friends that do cross country, mm. but I don't understand Never it. To do it. No. <laughs> Soccer was too much running. I played baseball. <laughs> what do I do? I mean, I, it's not that I played baseball. Like Frisbee is a in. running sport. Frisbee but... is a running sport. Yeah. 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 You're totally running there. I'm saying growing up, I played baseball. I mean, I played other sports mm. too, but I was primarily played baseball. I didn't even play a position where you run i pitched all i had to do was like throw a ball to home plate and that's it why did you like baseball i don't know dad liked it i like the <laughs> sense of being in control or i don't know if it's the sense of being in control that's the way i describe it hmm. which is why i like pitching because hmm. well i think also because i was good at it comparative to the people i was like considering like the people i was playing with and stuff like mm-hmm. I, I was i was good at it whereas in basketball i wasn't good so you think it was related to because you always picked up a ball and threw mm-hmm. it. You yeah, love pitching is throwing a ball. And I also right. had a sense of control on the mound. I mean, everything waited for me. That's Which true. That's true. And every play scary. depended yeah. on you. No, yeah. you you were definitely you would get bored or uninterested fairly mm-hmm. quickly. So you were either going to be a pitcher or a catcher. I wish I did more catching. Catching is fun. It's is it my fun? knees probably thank me now that I didn't catch as much, but it's tons <laughs> of fun. It's hard on you. That's true. Uh-huh. Yeah, really hard. I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. What else? So yeah, no, that's about it. Uh, that Oscars are going on tonight. Oh wow! Have you yeah. watched any of it? I watched not. I watched a couple of the movies. I watched Sound of Metal. Uh, I thought that was pretty pretty solid. I watched yeah. Soul. I didn't see Soul. What's in Soul? Soul is really good. It's uh it's the new Disney movie. Oh. It's with the uh, Joe who uh who's a struggling uh, musician and his life starts looking up and then he dies and he has to learn that he enjoys life and shit. It's yeah, it's, it's a great movie. I hope I didn't spoil too much, but no, I, mean, I think, I think you, we talked about it once before cause you had seen it a little while ago. So now yeah. I remember it. It was good. Is it on what, what platform? Cause I would Disney plus. It. I don't think I have Disney plus on I my thought, computer. Oh, you don't have do it on your computer. No, but Should you can also find it on various websites on the uh, internet websites that that are going to ruin my computer or websites that well my computer works fine so they won't ruin it too badly <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say okay you, you will have okay. a functioning computer oh well that's good i like having a functioning computer but you might be a little slower mm. <laughs> i think but also i think it's because i go on very those websites like to watch movies and sports way too option often no i was just looking through the oscars and there's some good stuff. Uh, I mean, Judas and the Black Messiah has a lot of Oscar uh, recommendations. Did you like that? And where'd you watch that? I thought it was good. That was on HBO Max. HBO, uh, which I know for a fact we don't have uh, on your computer. Uh Uh, But there's lots of stuff. I wanted to see Minari. Minari seemed good. Uh That was the one about Korean uh, people that moved to the U.S. and then were in a town. It was about... uh, Oh. Yeah. It was about Korean uh, Americans uh-huh. and they moved to uh, just the middle of nowhere place and uh-huh. to find their selves. And it's just about them. Supposedly it's really cool. good. Cool. And where, where could I watch that? That's what I want to, uh, I don't know. Maybe okay. Hulu. I'll figure it out. Who knows? 
I mean, okay. I know some people are really interested in all the Oscars, you know, all, all the Oscar like movies. Like I know some people make a list of the movies and try to get it on all of them or watch right. all of them. Right. Uh, yeah, it's it's expensive. You got to find some website or go to a theater. This one doesn't uh, look like a streaming. Minari. Yeah. No. Uh, I but, think Land was there too. That one with Francis, Francis mm-hmm. McDormand, which I saw and I thought was a little bit slow, but people seem to really it like it. It seemed slow. It seemed yeah. really slow. But, yeah, and, was, and then, yeah. Yeah. No, it was saying. kind of a, a portfolio or, or just a just a day in a, or the time in a life of somebody who is actually living in these van communities, going from place to place, traveling. It did move slowly. It, it was good. It was well filmed. I think she's a brilliant actor, but mm-hmm. I was a little bit bored. <laughs> you didn't fall asleep though. You didn't leave the movie theater halfway through. It was. Well, I saw it online, so mm-hmm. I I might have fallen asleep, but I don't remember, and it doesn't really matter. My mom we paid for it. Uh, th- I get this from my mom's side of the family. Sleeping in movie theaters is a big thing. Well, dad also no. sometimes sleeps through movies, but I think of your dad co- totally sleeps. Your through dad movies. sleeps through lots of movies. My dad sleeps through movies because he's old why, and why gets just... bored of them. He's old and he's bored. No, he gets bored of the movies quickly. I feel like if it, uh, he's like fell asleep. Not much <laughs> I can do. I mean, I fall asleep sometimes during movies too. So I think that's where I get it from. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, when you watch Cats, though, you just didn't do anything i mean i know it's considered probably top five worst movies of all time it was awful that was just an awful movie why they made it i have no idea but i didn't fall asleep through it i walked out of it i've never walked out of a movie before did you go to a different theater at least i first of all we had a support group with a few other people that walked out we decided that we were going to start a survived at least 10 minutes of cat support group but i asked for my money back (laughs) (laughs) I didn't ask for my money back because I had oh a monthly God. subscription. So I stopped in there. So I, I went to another movie, but I really didn't care that much, but it was just that awful and an amazing cast too. Mm-hmm. Why it is that they created that and what they did there. It was just like, well, they made mind boggling to me from you. Like you went and saw it. So obviously they got you, they got your money. And so that's why they made it. I mean, how did cats do in the box office? Uh, how Ooh. much money did cats lose? I think you that's considered that the box office and the movies because cats did really well in the theater. Yeah, that's they what I'm saying. Odd cat suits where they were kind of androgynous. They all had a bust line, but no genitals. It was just weird. The net loss of the film was 113 million dollars. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It deserved every dollar of that loss. I don't know about that. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't a good movie. I don't know. They reimagine these Broadway shows and they're just like, okay, we're going to pack it with famous people who I'm not sure if they can sing or not, but you know their names, so go and watch this. Yeah, why would they put in people that can't sing to a musical? Like, that I don't get. Also, Cats. Like, Memory? That's a high-pitched song. Not everybody can sing that. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> like, I could talk it though. I could. You could, but, but, but I could. I could sing it. <laughs> Do you want me to? No, I definitely don't want you to sing it. 
I'd rather me sing it. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> I'm, I could have been in. Not a card in the table. I don't know the words to this song because I could care less about that show. No, the show was good. The Broadway <laughs> show was good. At least I didn't see the show. Did you see it? No, but I heard it's good. I mean, they wouldn't make <laughs> a movie. The longest running show, but I yeah. don't know if it was good or not. It probably I mean, was. They wouldn't have made the movie if it wasn't a good show. They're like, okay, so this show sucks. You know what we're going to do? <laughs> we're going to make a movie out of this. <laughs> See if we can make it better. Yeah. And we're going to put people who can't sing. Those people who could <laughs> sing for Broadway. No, we don't want them. We want the people who can't sing. So it's a sucky show and we're going to make a movie out of it with people who can sing. So the people on Broadway could, and it was still a sucky show, but we're going to I make never a said it was a sucky show. No, you were just assuming that people wouldn't make a sucky show. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, if you think about it, and that's one of the top five worst movies, right? Uh-huh. What were the other worst movies I want to hear? Oh, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I was just assuming everybody hated it. So I'm like, it probably is top five worst movies. I mean, if you were to look, you could definitely like top five worst movies. I mean, what's a movie that you saw that you thought was terrible? Top five oh. worst movies of all time. The Twilight Saga. Just do people believe oh, that? Twilight Saga movie? is incredible. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I am a big supporter of Twilight. Saga. Team, uh, team Jacob or Team Edward. I don't know. I don't know who I support. I was watching those with my friend. I mean, they're stupid. I mean, Twilight probably catches the same uh, audience as other shows that, yeah, I, I mean, I find it stupid. It was entertaining, though. Yeah. I mean, Enter- I think it's a particular kind of audience. Yeah. That likes that, that type of movie. Mm-hmm. I guess the other question is, is there a difference between a movie that cons- the critics consider bad versus the movies that people? Oh, absolutely. So they, they talk about the best worst movie ever. Well, I mean, there's lots of movies that aren't good technically, but that are like cold, like The Room. Or, I mean, there's a difference between a bad movie that's enjoyed and a bad movie that becomes a cult classic, I guess. True. Because The Room was just a, it wasn't great. I never saw it. Actually, I never saw it, so I can't say it wasn't great. But I don't know what it was, the IMDb and stuff was like, but it got a cult following. So IMDb rates. Cats at, do you want to take a guess what Cats is rated at? Tell me. Do you want to take a guess first? Well, t- tell me what the rating scale is. I think it's from one to 10. So then I, I'd say Cats is around a three. Yeah, 2.9. <laughs> Not very good. But according to this, it's 25th worst on the list. Really? That's interesting. Yeah, there are other movies that are the lowest rating one is a 2.0. The disaster mm. movie. Never saw that. I'm interested. So it doesn't in go that. below 2.0. I don't know if it goes from one to ten, but mm. or from two to ten. But I think that it's yeah. Oh, they made a daddy day camp. <laughs> daddy daycare. I thought we, we watched that a lot growing up, and I thought that was an incredible movie. I'm just looking through to see if any movies on this worst list is something that I've seen and that I enjoyed why is the room so bad what's the room about the room that's the one with tommy wise so the room 
Why? Did somebody say it was bad? Or they said it was a bad, good movie? It was a bad, good movie. So The Room is basically, I don't really know what it's about, but I saw the movie about the making of The Room. You're, yeah. So the movie, The Disaster Artist, with John right. uh, Franco. Yeah. Or Dave Franco, or you know who I'm talking about. Anyways, one yeah. of those guys. Yeah. And uh, they made a movie about the making of that movie. Huh. And that was a really good movie. So interesting. The story mm-hmm. of how the room came to be was immortalized in the 2017 comedy The Disaster Artist, but film yeah. fans had already known of the Tommy Wiseau disaster piece for some time. Yeah. So do we need to see The Disaster Artist or do we need to see I've The seen Room? The, I've seen The Disaster Artist. I've never seen The Room. Is The Disaster Artist good? Oh, it's a great movie. So that was Pretty a good. great movie about an awful movie. No, the... But, you're watching the list of the best worst movies. So obviously people thought it was pretty good. I mean, The Room is a cult classic. Interesting. The Room is like one of the definitions of a cult classic. What is the definition of a cult classic? I'm not entirely sure. But (laughs) what defines a cult? I mean, it's just a film that has a large following, you know, like a specific group of following. Like people follow the films. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a big following around it. Like, Rocky Horror Picture Show, I think, is a cult classic. Right, that's true. Although I thought that was fun. I didn't think it was just a bad film. It was an odd film about outer space, about things that weren't... You have certain memories of that. You have memories of dressing up and throwing popcorn and singing and dancing, which probably makes no popcorn. There was rice. I thought you threw popcorn. Oh, the wedding scene you throw rice. That makes sense. Exactly. Exactly. But and then people seen Rocky Horror like 30 times. Exactly. If I watch straight up the movie without the acting, Mm -hmm. without the throwing of the rice, without all that stuff, I don't know how good it would be. Yeah, you're totally right. You're totally right. There's some weird movies on this best worst list. Sharknado. (laughs) I've heard of that. I think it's 2013. Have you heard of that before? Yeah. 2013 disaster film Sharknado. Mm-hmm. It's a, a respectable 78% on Rotten Tomatoes, yet still appears in this list. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Are there any movies on that list that you want to see? Well, now I really want to see The Room. There's mm-hmm. a couple of ones that are on this list that I was surprised. So Showgirls is one on the list. Mm-hmm. And the other one is Mommy Dearest. So Roadhouse and Mommy Dearest are definitely... I've never, never seen those. Did I've you seen. see those? Yeah. Did you I saw it? Mommy Dearest. It, it was one of those cult classics with Joan Crawford. And she mm-hmm. was like the evil mother that did horrible mm-hmm. things to her daughter. So Cinderella. It de- uh, well, it, it wasn't a stepmother. Oh. So it, it considered a docudrama. But it, it, hmm. it, people talked about that all the time. What they would do is they would start referring to it in a way like my mother was a mommy dearest like mom. So it, it became part of the vernacular, part of the way in which we spoke. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Well, on that note, spider invasion. Mm. On that note, I'm going to choose some vernacular and uh, this episode is uh, complete. Maybe, possibly. I don't know. That's not really vernacular, but let's wait another <laughs> way. Maybe I could get thesaurus.com up in here. This time of talking has finished now, <laughs> but you can still follow us, me at Reluctant Vegan Sun at 
on Instagram. And please, if you enjoyed, like, subscribe, share, tell a friend. That would be cool. Telling friends would be nice. That'd be really nice. And uh, yeah, look out for Nikki and her new band performing at the Very Vegan for the World uh, Club meetings. (laughs) Uh, Not the Vegetables Forgotten Where Are They Club. I uh, like the vegetable for vegetable, vegetables frowned with cheese. I, I don't know. Maybe that's a vafuka. No, that's Vafua. a vafuka. <laughs> vegetables, what? fuck that. Because uh, we don't have any on our plates. Is what the club should have been called. Nobody wants them. Exactly. Don't thank ask. You for, thank you for listening. I'm Adam. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Love yeah. you guys. And I'm Mickey. Love you too. <laughs>